There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers. This is one of our mini episodes, which is a shorter version of our main episode, where we talk about all things weird, unusual news stories, read listener emails, and play voicemails. Today is also super exciting because we have a guest on the podcast, Mr. John Tenney, who is going to tell us some really crazy stories about multiple Danette. Multiple <laughs> multiple dimensions and time travelers. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about glitches in The Matrix. Yes. First of all, uh, I think we have some new reviews. Yes, we have some five-star reviews. This one is from Eat, Play, Love 1. This podcast, I can't remember if I already read this. This podcast is saving my quarantine. Topics are interesting and it feels like listen to your pals. Melissa, Allie, and Maria are so funny and have such great chemistry. Thank you for all the extra content. Keep being awesome. I don't think cool. I've heard that before. And then from KK Baby says, love AJ, Marissa, and Mimi. These <laughs> ladies have managed to stimulate my mental clist every time I tune into an episode. Thanks for being my BFFs, web crawlers. That's I love nice. that this one. This is from Pink Otter. Very nice show. Please make a TikTok dance to whichever remix wins the Alley Time contest. It would be great. It would be a great next contest to see who comes up with the best dance. I can assure you it will go viral on TikTok. Boy, yo, 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 seriously, this podcast <laughs> is incredible. Oh, the boy, yo, 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 y
I said on this episode I would disclose what my favorite sound is, other than boing, boing, boing. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. It's honk, honk. <laughs> okay, anything else? Any other reviews? Oh, my God. We have two more reviews. This is from Tachyon Kingdom. It says, vibes for the three main cast. Melissa, those kids were probably tripping balls. Allison, why do ghosts and serial killers get more dick than me? Maria, Good question. the true demonic <laughs> embodiment of comfort. What does that mean? The true demonic embodiment of comfort. I think you're just like really, like you're just like a mother figure on the podcast, even though you're like a demon. Yeah, mommy dearest. Mm, mommy dearest. Yes. And then we have one more review from Raccoon King of Chai. <laughs> There's one after that too. Because definitely gave it. this podcast a five-star review before. And when I went to go look for it, it was gone. I retraced my yeah. steps and recall typing in exact words about how Ali, Melissa, and Maria and Maria's parasitic demon perfectly balanced farts, humor, and rating how hot serial killers are. Anyway, I ended up finding it in my second microwave. Weird. <laughs> glitch that's a glitch someone just wrote on our instagram my cousin's friend listened to this episode and really loved it hashtag it really happened (laughs) (laughs) probably did probably Probably did did. probably happened happened. um okay so we're going to be talking about last week we found or maybe it was a sometime this week we found this curse reddit thread of glitches in the matrix and how we're living in a simulation and it really just unhinged all of our minds it really just blew our minds (laughs) and we've just been in a downward spiral since (laughs) and so we're just going to share some stories from uh this thread and we'll also we've shared the actual url as well so you can read the stories because there's like a bajillion of them there's so many um a glitch in the matrix refers to a human experience deja vu or an unlikely or a regular occurrence like missing time coincidences or doppelgangers um there's what you call doppelgangers doppelgangers is what i said you guys misheard you said doppelgangers no you were in a different you were in a different dimension (laughs) where you doppelgangers you were in a dimension where you hear weird (laughs) um glitch stories examples of glitches in the universe are people's stories of weird coincidental 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 occurrences (laughs) like i'm i'm no joke i don't know for we we interviewed john tenney before we started recording this episode but like i'm not okay like i'm really scared and now i can't read like i'm like it really tripped me out here's the first story i only vaguely remember the incident but one night very late both of my grandparents were woken up by a loud sound my grandmother swore it was a shotgun my grandpap said it was a car backfiring since there was no one nearby who would be shooting. We lived pretty far from anyone. They bickered over it. They bickered over a bit and then went back to bed. About 15 minutes later or so, the phone rang. It was my aunt. Her husband had been shot with a shotgun by a neighbor just 20 minutes before. The thing is, is they live seven states away. That stuff always... It's weird to me. Like when something happens to someone, like a relative or someone you know, like across the country and like something happens, like you wake up or like something weird happens because you just like felt the vibration in the universe or something. One time when I was young, my my parents are out of town for, (laughs) it literally might've been a night. (laughs) And my babysitter was watching me and I got a really, really bad bloody nose. 
And Jason, my brother, was sleeping over at like a neighbor's house, like who he was friends with. And he ran home in the middle of the night being like, I was sensing something was wrong (gasps) with you or something was bad. And I had like a bloody nose that wouldn't stop. Like I had to go to like the ER to get it like cauterized. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah. But he like sensed that something he like had a feeling. He was like, I was worried like something was wrong. Whoa. Yeah. So this was suggested by listener Amanda. She's like, have you guys heard of the radio rental podcast? Which is like, there's only like 10 or so stories, but it's this really good podcast where they interview people who have like the weird weirdest stories on Reddit. Like just if it's like glitches in the matrix or like scary stories. And so I listened to this one episode It's about this guy. He tells a story where he was living in New York. He was hanging out with his girlfriend one night. They like went to a bar. They had a good time. They were living together and they went to bed that night. And the next morning she was gone and he's like, oh, she probably went to work or something. And he went outside to smoke a cigarette. And this girl, his girlfriend walks up to him and like she's dressed in clothes that he's never seen before. And she's like furious. She's like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? And he's like, what are you What are you talking about? He's like, I don't know what. She was just like furious and was like, I can't believe you. You are a piece of shit. And he was like, I don't know what I did. What's going on? And she is like, I need to pack my stuff and leave. And so she like puts in the building code, goes upstairs, and like he follows her. She gets her keys out of her bag, unlocks the door to their apartment, goes in, starts like pulling out shit out of the dresser, throws like a glass at him. It shatters. And he's like, what did I do? Tell me what I did. And like the girl wouldn't say. She's like, you know what you did. Fuck you. And then she leaves and he follows her downstairs and is like, wait, what are you doing? And she gets into this cab and she goes off. Five seconds later, A girl comes up behind him, gives him a hug, and it's his girlfriend, dressed in different clothes. No. And he's like, what are you, what do you do? You were just got in a cab. She's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you just came in here. Like, you were mad at me. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, I've been at work. I don't know what. And so he's just like, I don't know what's happening. They go up to his apartment. They see that like the glass is shattered, the dresser's like stuff's pulled out, and she's like, "Oh my god, did someone rob us?" And he's like, "I don't think so." What? Like he's just like, "I don't know what's going on." His girlfriend's dad ended up being like, she he was a police officer or something, and he's like, "I don't like this. Someone came over here. I thought it was you. I don't know what happened." And so they looked at the security footage from the apartment. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It was his girlfriend or someone who looked exactly like his girlfriend. Like they saw like she put in the building code. She had keys to the apartment. And he's like, I don't know what this this is you. And she's like, it was not me. This is not a prank I'm pulling on you. This is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they like her dad had the door dusted for fingerprints. And the only fingerprints were his and his girlfriend's. And so he's like, to this day, I have no idea what that was. (laughs) Well, either two alternate verses blipped into the same universe or the girl has multiple personalities. Yeah. But it's the same personality. So that doesn't make sense. Like he saw her get into this taxi and like drive off. And then like five seconds later, wearing different clothes, came up behind him and gave him a hug. 
whether or not it's no sense. whether or not if it's a fake story it's really good but like it's a really that's good story so weird. it's crazy that's a good one this is also a weird one okay so this is a traffic light phone story the title is me and my daughter witnessed something surreal and unexplainable today um posted by uh naven 60 uh, for a few weeks before this while out driving, I've observed pedestrians standing at the traffic lights who will reach into their pockets and look at their phone as they're walking across the road when the light goes green. Nothing significant or strange about this, just one of those mundane things you notice while going about your day. Today I was driving with my daughter and we stopped at a red light at a crossing and there was a man standing there. Nothing out of the ordinary, denim jacket, black cap, glasses, around six foot two. I thought I'd try to weird out my young daughter. She's five, so I knew I was going to blow her mind. So I said, see that man? When the walking man goes green and he starts to walk across, he'll reach into his pocket and pull out his phone and start looking at it. Watch and see. As he walks across, he reaches into his pocket, but then immediately takes his hand out and looks and points at me, uh, with his mouth smiling and goes, gotcha. Of course, my daughter found this absolutely hilarious. And I sat there completely mind blown. I must have sat there in silence, looking at him walk across for the next 10 seconds. I drove on and had a look at him as I drove past and he was smirking and laughing. I've been playing it through my head all day. The windows were up. The radio was on. I wasn't shouting. My voice was not even remotely raised. He must have been about 15 to 20 feet away from me. I can't figure out at all how he could have heard me. It's literally impossible. How did he know I was trying to predict he'd reached into his pocket for his phone? The only even remote possibility I can think of is that he had been is that he had had the same observation as me and thought I might be thinking the same thing. So just went for it. But realistically, what are the chances of this? That's crazy. Weird. That's so yeah, that's- weird. So another genre of the glitch in the matrix is missing time. And some stories from that are a, a redditor by the name of Corona Viking. <laughs> okay. Odd. Uh, he recounted a story, or they recounted a story where he was driving from a hospital back home. He was on the phone for nine minutes when he realized he had ended up at a different location, a 30-minute drive from his original location. So the person on the phone with him confirmed that they had only been talking for nine minutes from the moment he left the hospital. So how did he drive to a location that was 30 minutes away in nine minutes? Weird. And like he has a whole map that he put. He's like, I got here to here within nine minutes and it's not possible at all. Even if I was driving 100 miles an hour that I would have made it to the spot. It's weird. And then a Redditor named Fancy Pantsy lost eight hours. <laughs> she woke up at 9 a.m., looked at the clock started her day, and then her husband came home from work at 5 p.m. And, like, she had just woken up and looked at her. Well, maybe people aren't setting their clocks correctly. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So are we indeed living in a simulation of a universe which would explain these so-called glitches? Elon Musk seems to think so. I hate that guy. In 2016, he said... I just think he's, like, a loser. He's a... He's (laughs) such a bro. I yeah, I think he's like a bro loser dork. He's a big. Also, nerd. I yeah, he's just a, <laughs> he's dork. Such a dork. Okay, um, 
Yeah. Uh, there's a one in a billion chance we're in base reality. Base reality being the one version of the universe that is controlling all of the other simulated universes. Oxford University philosopher Nick Bostrom circulated a paper in 2001 called the Simulation Argument, which made the case that humanity will create the technology to run different simulations of its own evolution, where there would be many simulations and one non-simulated one. So it's more likely that we in we're in one of the simulations right now running through our evolution. I, I, I just don't like it. Um, Rizwan Work wrote the book, The Simulation Hypothesis, where he argues that there are about 10 stages of civilization getting to the simulation point, where people are capable of creating and running a simulation in the vein of the world we currently live in. He points to AI and VR and 3D printing as signs of our technological capabilities developing so rapidly that we are only maybe 100 years away from reaching the simulation point. I just like, man, I just... I, I, give me reality, bro. I don't want to be in no simulation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today on the pod, we have friend of the pod, John, <laughs> John Denny. <laughs> John, for those who didn't um, listen to our last episode, the assholes who didn't listen to it, how would you introduce yourself? Because you do a more eloquent job than I do. Not too much. Uh, I research and investigate anything that people consider weird. So ghosts, Bigfoot, time travel, monsters, conspiracy theories, anything that anyone thinks is weird, that's exactly what I want to know about. Sick. Um, Okay, cool. So... Today we're talking about like we've been talking about glitches in the matrix and like time slips and all sorts of weird stuff, which is right up your alley. First, you had mentioned to me something about the Mandela effect that you had like thought of it as a theory before it became a thing. 
Well, that's what's really strange to me about the Mandela effect is that there were a group of researchers in the 90s that I was friends with. I was part of the group. And we had this idea that was called transient environment phenomena because we recognized we were getting stories from people and we would hear anecdotally from friends all the time that people would say, you know, I've lived in the city my whole life. I take the same route to work every single day. And sometimes like I'll see a building or a house that I never have noticed ever. Right. It just like pops into existence. Mm -hmm. People will live in the same neighborhood and then they'll go and walk their dog and they'll see a giant house that they've never seen before. Yes, and so we totally. would write papers and we would talk on kind of the proto-internet about this thing called transient environment phenomena. So when the Mandela effect started coming into the public consciousness in around 2012, I started reaching back and like contacting these researchers and the researchers were like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I started searching our papers on the internet and the only one I can find is one that I wrote in 2008 and I can't find any of their papers. What? So it's almost like this phenomena covered itself up with its own strange phenomena. Stop it. Wait, that's crazy. And the, uh, the, the other people you talked to about it, like didn't even remember talking. About they don't even remember us talking. Maybe about it what? was the Mandela effect. Right. <laughs> you were talking about this. Oh, my God. I want to start crying and then also throw up. So then, like, what happens if we do this podcast and then, like, two years from now, we can't find this podcast and well, you guys don't I wouldn't remember talking remember I wouldn't it. count that out, John. I think that's honestly what might happen. <laughs> For sure. Erios is going to go down and then I, we're all just going to lose our minds. And we're, so we're going to say something offensive. We're going to have to delete the whole network. <laughs> We're gonna have to we're gonna have to scrub the internet by then. Um, Trump's gonna delete the internet by then. Um, why? T wait, what? Tell more about transient uh, environment phenomenon because I feel like I've experienced that. Yeah, I think that most people have, and they just write it off as being forgetful or just not being aware. But what's interesting is when you do talk to people about it. Uh, so I interviewed this woman and she was said, you know, I lived in the same city my whole life. And then one day I was going to work. I take the same route to work every day. And there was a bank on the corner and I'd never noticed that there was a bank on the corner. And so she was asking all the people at work and the people at work all remember it always being there. She's the only person. So unlike Mandela effect, where there's groups of people who remember something differently. Yeah. Transient environment phenomena is only you remember it a certain oh. way. And no one else remembers it. That's crazy. I mean, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. What do you attribute, like, the one person being def different from the pack? Like, what's what's special about that one person? I mean, I, I think that's when you start to get into, like, time slips and multiple realities. It's like you're popping into a reality that's exactly like this, except one tiny thing is different. Right. And your consciousness and your mind kind of picks up on it. And, you know, so I think we're all, all the time, all of us are popping in and out of other realities. But the oh realities God. that we're, since there's an infinite amount of realities, like the changes are so slight, we don't pick up that we're doing it all the time. I think that even accounts for like some of like what we just write off as confusion and memory loss. Like when you get up and walk into a, the kitchen and then you don't know why you walked into mm -hmm. the kitchen. Oh my God, I really am upset. <laughs> I think that you might have walked in. I think, I think your consciousness is picking up the fact that you just crossed into oh. a extremely similar but different reality. And so there's a glitch in your mind that says like, uh-oh, like, and then you have to refocus. It takes a second. You go back to the room where you started, think about what you were doing, and then you can remember, and it kind of fades in 
the way that deja vu fades right. out. And so I think right. that those things are connected. But is so then in the in this in this world of just be, like believing that that's you know why we forget things is forgetfulness not even like isn't that just kind of taking away the power it's of time the mind? travel baby yeah but it's taking away the idea that like that like your mind is faulty and sometimes you just forget things right right i mean that's we know that the memory is terrible like that's one of the things that i talk about at my lectures is we even tell our personal stories so much that we forget like we start telling a story that we that's that we've had that's happened to us and when you tell it, when you think about it in your mind, a lot of the times you can see yourself in the memory. Mm-hmm. And if you can see yourself in the memory, that means that you've reconstructed that memory because you can only see things through your own eyes. Right. So that's the only way you should be able to see it. I always so get mad at it, like reenactments in like movies and stuff or like when they're remembering and they see it all in front of them. And I'm like, you weren't you didn't see yourself looking, you know, with right. your hair pinned up. Right. right. And so we know there's things so like. There's something called like DRM, which is a, a memory test that they do on people where they'll show you a bunch of words and it'll say like icy, cold, icicles, snow. And then they'll show you a second list and say which word was on there. And you'll pick out the word from the first list, but it was never on the first list. It's just associated with the words uh, on the first list. So your mind will think that you saw it on the first list and you will really remember seeing that word on the first list. So the memory is screwed up. The memory is absolutely yeah. screwed up, but that doesn't discount that we might be slipping into an outer reality. Right. Okay. In a, can I tell a weird story about yes, I'm at a yes. time traveler? Oh, one time? Yes, always. <laughs> yes. This is the right Imagine place to do it. Right now, not interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pass. Oh, well, you never know. Sometimes when I do conventions, people are like, do you want to hear about the demon that attacks me every night? And sometimes I just don't want to. One time, okay, first, I just have to, I have to interject about a demon story. <laughs> One time I was getting Reiki and the woman was like, I cleared this chakra. I cleared this chakra. You know, I removed this trauma. I removed the demon that was attached to your back. And then I cleared this chakra too. Have a good day. And I was like, what? There was a demon attached to me? And then she like wouldn't give me more information. And then I left. And I just think about it all the time still. Some, yeah, sometimes I don't know why people do. You know, well, that's a leads to a secondary story of people who just tell you information you don't need, especially when they're psychics or mediums. Yeah, I was like. I was, I was at a convention and I was outside having a cigarette. And this woman comes up, comes up to me and she's like, excuse me, I just need to tell you I'm a psychic. Uh, and I'm just want to tell you right now, you're going to be dead in like six months from smoking. So you should stop smoking. And then she turned around and walked away. When was this? That's not a psychic like, five like months ago. Ni- <laughs> it, was, it was like eight or nine years ago. And 29 days, five months and 29 days. <laughs> but I, so I got a letter from a guy one time and he was said he was a time traveler and he wanted to meet me. And that I was going to be very important to his story. So he had written me from a mental home in Michigan. And I, I was like, Meh. but he's in a mental home. Like, it's safe. I'll go talk to him because I like to do weird stuff and right, talk to sure. weird people. So I went there and talked to him. And he had this huge, long, convoluted story about how he, in the future, our future, even still now, uh, he was part of a time travel group for the government and they developed time travel so that the only way that you could travel in time was your consciousness 
can go into the body of you in the past. So you can only go as far back as when you were born and only as far forward as when you die. Your consciousness bounces back and forth in that time stream. And it was a real weird story. And I thought it was really strange. And he said, listen, I know you don't believe me. I checked myself in here. I can check myself out anytime I want. Uh, It's really hard when your mind gets bounces back and forth through time streams. And so that's sometimes I get really confused. He goes, but I'll prove to you that I can travel time. And then you'll tell this story for a super long time. And I said, okay, whatever. And he said, you're going to remember me tomorrow. And I was like, whatever. So like I got paperwork from him and signed off some stuff. And we, he wrote down some of his story and I tape recorded him. And then I went home. So I went home and I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't remember that guy. Like he obviously didn't travel time. And I got in my car, I was going grocery shopping. And as I was going grocery shopping, oh no! I remembered that when I was 17, my band was playing a show in Muskegon, Michigan. Oh yeah. And I remember someone, I remember someone reaching through the crowd, grabbing my arm no. and looking me in the eyes and going, remember me. <gasps> and no. like, I almost, I almost drove my car into a tree. I got chills just like saying it. No. And I, I flipped out. So I went back the next day after that, I went back to the mental home. He had checked himself out. I couldn't track him down. I I couldn't track him down. Like all of his information led nowhere. So years go by. The story doesn't end. Years goes by. And I do my podcast, Realm of the Weird, which is telling all the weirdest stories that have ever happened to me. Is that still on? Yeah, they're still available online. Oh my God. Where? Like Uh, Realmoftheweird.com. Oh, cool. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Uh, I stopped doing it because I didn't have any more weird stories to tell. I told my 13 good ones. (laughs) Uh, So I did a whole episode about him and I was editing it that night and I was going to post it and I finished editing it and I got an email and it was from him. No. And it said, it said, see, I told you tell the story for a long time. (gasps) So then I didn't post it. Like I got so freaked out and I was like my mind was just flipping in a million different directions so I didn't post the episode because I was scared and so I emailed it and it bounced back and the email didn't exist (laughs) and so then it took me I I eventually posted it It took like two years for me to get up the nerve to post it again but I haven't heard from him so I think I'm at a time traveling I agree with you I I agree with you that that's crazy. Why was, you? Why did he seek you out at that show? Because were you into like this kind of stuff like back when you were in your, your band and everything like that? Did he know that you would be someone that would believe him? And like, I think that when I think back about why it would have been at that time, first of all, it was a super crowded venue because my band was playing a show. And I think it was before I really did get into all of this. And so it would make an impact on that John's mind over the John's mind who is kind of wrapped in it. So what you're saying is, because time travel always makes my head spin. But what you're saying is he saw John Tenney in like 2015 and was like, oh, he's into all this stuff. And then he was like, let me go back to Uh. when he's in his band and I'll say, remember me. Right. Maria's on it. Yeah, he's a, he's a time. <laughs> what year was your band playing that show? That would have been 87. That's so crazy. That's oh nuts. Here's the thing is that every time I think about time travel or apparel, I feel like that stuff can really give you a psychotic break if you think about it. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think, you know, the, all the paradoxes that get drawn up from it. Yeah. 
how do you feel about Fermi's paradox? <laughs> what, what? what is I it? Think Fermi's paradox. Fermi's I don't know paradox. what that is. What is it? It's basically a paradox in which nothing else exists in the universe, how we're just alone, basically. It's like the simplest paradox. It's kind of sad if you really think about it. <laughs> that we're mean? all alone, that there's nothing else, that this is it. That, that Earth, this is, we're the only people in the whole universe. We're the only beings. I think that's better than there being like some distant, like upside down world. But see, it's it's weird because if you do talk to scientists and, and, and the people who talk about there being multiple realities and multiple universes. And so right now, like to get into what most scientists think, they think that there's probably like 11 different dimensions and 11 different realities, <sighs> right? So they call it the bread loaf which is like there's 11 slices of a bread. There's one reality, but then there's 11 slices of 11 different realities that are all very similar in shape and size, but they're all different. But the problem is, is if you have 11 realities and you have one of them that has 11 realities, then one of the other ones can have 11 realities. And one of the other ones can have 11 realities. Right. So as soon as you have 11, you have an infinite amount. And if there's an infinite amount, then you can bounce back and forth because there'd be an infinite amount of ones that seem exactly like this one. So there would be a reality somewhere where there are ghosts and aliens and monsters, and that might be the reality we're in. But we might also be in the one reality where none of this is true, where none of this is real. We're all completely alone. When you die, you're Mm -hmm. dead. And we've all just tricked ourselves. But there's another reality where there's a God and angels. Like it, it does make you psychotic. Like I always think about that when I'm like, so much. like as simple as like if I make tea in the morning, there's a reality in which I choose a different type type of tea to make. Where it's like I make matcha tea, or I can make oh lemon my god black tea. Like, is there a whole other reality in which I choose this different flavor of tea and it changes? My day somehow. The course of your life forever, yeah, like sliding like, doors. It's 3.33. I always look at the clock at 3.33. Like, is that a thing? Uh, probably not. Your your brain is actually a pretty good time. Your brain is actually a pretty good timekeeper. Like, you can program yourself to wake up at a certain time, just lay in bed and say, like, 6.30, 6.30, 6.30, 6.30, and you'll wake up at 6.30. Fascinating. But, Melissa, I just had an idea. Okay, so remember the other day where you said that you put tea, you put your hot water on the on the stove, and then, like, one second later, it was bubbling over yes, and boiling? I lost three minutes of my life that I don't know where it went. What if... Yeah, what if you just went into another dimension where your your tea was already ready? Oh my god. Cuz this crazy thing, yeah, I I like made tea and like it normally takes a few minutes to boil and then it immediately started boiling and I was like it blew my mind. I didn't know what <laughs> happened. Well, the other thing, this has nothing to do with multiple realities, but it has to do with our reality in general that we know of, which is whenever you hear about things like the speed of light is a constant speed, 186,000 miles a second or gravity is a constant or water boils at a constant temperature. When scientists talk about constants, what they're actually talking about is an average because Mm -hmm. for years and years and years, for decades, they measured it and it would change. So gravity changes Mm -hmm. uh, very slightly over the course of a day and over the course of a week. Well, since mathematics is based on having to know like how fast light is or how much gravity is, they got tired of measuring it. And in the seventies, they got together, scientists got together in England, the Royal Astronomical Society got together and they said, okay, listen, we, we're going to stop measuring it. We're just going to average everything out. So the speed of light is always 186,000 miles a second, even though we know it's not. 
So there's also an idea, Melissa, when you were talking about your water boiling, the temperature of water in that moment might have changed, like where water boils at. Uh, Like for some reason, water might have boiled at 85 degrees instead of 110 degrees. Wow. Which is like when you're walking around and sometimes you feel, for some reason, you feel heavier. Like it could be very possible that you walk through All the time, especially during this quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Where you walked walked through a gravity well. And so like gravity was a little bit heavier in that Mm. moment. Whoa, that is fucking nuts. Okay. Ugh. This is like gonna be what ends up putting me in an institution. <laughs> um, this episode. Okay, so what what how okay, what why how would you how do you go in between universes? Like if you if you like plop in between dimensions, like is that intentional or like one day will I actually like walk into the kitchen and be like, whoops, I'm in another dimension by accident? Like in Back to the Future when he wakes up and is like his parents' house and like Biff is, you know. And there's a lot of anecdotal <laughs> anecdotal historical stories of people who vanish, that they just walk. Like there's a very famous story that's been told for a hundred years now. Uh, I, I think it was in maybe Pennsylvania where a man went outside of his house uh, his he the people who were driving up to his house through the snow, an old timey car. They honked and waved at him, and then the wife talked to the people who came over. And what happened was, she, they kept waiting for him to come in the house. He never came into the house. Everybody went outside. It had snowed, so there were some footprints in the snow. And his footprints at one point just stopped, and he was gone. And they never found him. And so they got a huge search party together the next day, and they were searching for him. And no, they never ended up finding him. But all of the little kids that were helping in the search party at the time could hear him saying, I'm right here. I'm right here. And the little kids said eventually it was like his volume just turned down and then no one heard him again. Oh, God. So it's like he walked into a different reality. I'm so afraid I'm going to blip now. Like, what if I just (laughs) blip somewhere? Is there a way to prevent it? We won't won't remember you. (laughs) Is that true? So if she blipped somewhere else, we wouldn't even remember Allie? It's possible. I mean, we might she, we might blip into a reality where she's never been. Oh. There's realities where I don't exist. That's You're so sad You're going to start listening to web them. crawlers and it's just going to be me <laughs> talking to myself. Allie's voice. No, there's a, there's a reality where web crawlers is just you and Maria. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's insane. There's a web crawlers universe where it's the biggest podcast in that universe. Yeah, this universe, John, yeah. Yeah, United John. States of America, right, <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if I have. I mean, like, okay, I'll give you one. My last weird personal, yeah, reality slip story. Okay, so in 2007, I went to a convention called the Dead of Winter Convention in Alton. Or was that right? No, it was in Decatur, Illinois. And when I was there, uh, I got in a car accident. Someone hit my car and I was fine, but my car was demolished. So I was trapped there that weekend. I like had to get bum rides from everybody. And since it's this tiny little town in Illinois, they told me they couldn't have my car fixed till Thursday. So the convention cleared out over the weekend. And then I was in this 200 person room hotel in the middle of winter. I was the only person checked in. I had no car. It was me, the maids and the concierge. Like that was it in that hotel. Oh, God. So I asked them, is there a place where I can get something to eat? And the guy told me, yeah, you go out the back of the hotel, you walk through this golf course. There's a little cemetery that you'll walk through. 
and then when you get to the river, turn right, and then there's a restaurant. So I went out in the snowstorm, went to this restaurant, ate, walked back to the hotel. The next day, I stayed in the hotel. The day after that, the second night, I went back to that restaurant, back through the snowstorm, to the restaurant, back to the hotel, picked up my truck. And then I was like, well, I should eat at that restaurant one more time because no. I've eaten there twice. Oh, no. So I drove around for two hours. I couldn't find the restaurant anywhere. I went back to the hotel. I told the concierge, I was like, listen, I, I'm driving now. I'm not on foot. How do I get to that restaurant? So he told me, okay, go down this road, this road, this road. He was talking about a completely different restaurant, which I found that I had never seen before. The restaurant that I at has never existed. I, I hate it. <laughs> What kind of food did they serve? <laughs> I had I had both times I had pancakes, scrambled eggs, coffee, and orange juice. And both times. What was the wait staff like? Were they like there was there was a cook, there was a waitress, and there were two people in there. Both times. It was all the same four people, both times. The same people both nights? Yes. Of this time period? Or was it uh they looked of this time period, yeah. I mean, I gave someone somewhere good American currency and ate food, and that place doesn't exist. What was the name of it? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. When I did when I did this episode as part of my podcast, I had people all over Decatur saying, like, I know that area. There's never been a restaurant there. People have gone back to that area since my podcast and tried to find it. It's just not there. It's a it's a forest. There's nothing back there. Wow. Was the food good? It was diner food. <laughs> Maria's constantly starving. Well, that's a shame. That's- if it was good, if it was good <laughs> yeah. food, it's a shame. It was good diner food. Uh, and that is the one. I mean, I've had a lot of strange experiences in 30 years. That's the one that makes me absolutely doubt my sanity. Wow. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I feel, I feel like there's so many questions you could ask about parallel universes. And then there's also like none. Like, like what's the point? I- we'll never get to the bottom of it. Right. Right. It's just unexplainable. But what's interesting is because that's absolutely right, Maria. Like we'll never really know. And that's how you know when someone is bullshitting you in this field, though, because when someone's like, oh, no, I know exactly what it is. I have the answer. That's their ego. Yeah. Like anybody who's really interested in stuff knows that it's fun to talk about and you can speculate and theorize about it. But if someone starts telling you that they're the one who has the answer, that's the person to be wary of. You know what they say? Your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Well, I'm all out of question. I'm like, feel like I'm going to throw up now. Maria, Melissa, do you guys have any questions? Well, I've got like millions of questions, but you know. I feel like I need to like sit on this for a little bit and then like circle back. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of- do you guys have any questions about the cryptid mash? Oh my God, I forgot about that. We need to play it. Okay, so we I had tweeted the other day that <laughs> that's really it was really yeah well done. <laughs> that's what happens when like I get these things, I hear something, and then I get it in my head, and I can't stop thinking about it until I do it, no matter what the quality or level of it is when it's finished, like it's done, and I can stop thinking about. Yeah, it. it's so good. Um, so I had tweeted the other day that okay, famously Monster Mash is my 
favorite song of all time. It's like, such a good song. It is such a good song. I think it should be played all year round. Like it's if a you perfect play that, song, and it's a perfect Halloween song. Well, and it like play it anytime, and it will get the party started. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. And I was like, there should be a cryptid version. And then John was like, I'm on it. And he he delivered and then some. And it goes deep into cryptid territory. Like there's oh, things yeah. I've never even heard of. But is I think Moki Membele probably that some I, people. Yes. Those backup singers really, um, I tried to make it sound like it was like a dinosaur and an elf, and like I tried <laughs> to get Puck-wa-gy. the whole story. Started. Yeah, it is like a little Puckwaji. <laughs> So dumb. It's really good. The hardest part was like sitting in my very hot room upstairs of my house and trying to do a voice that sounded like Bigfoot being excited about seeing other monsters. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, you have it fully down. That was spot on. John, if people want to follow you or reach you or see your lectures or listen to them, where can they find you? Uh, They can go to weirdlectures.com or everything. All my social media is John E.L. Tenney. So Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is the same. I make it pretty easy. What does the EL stand for? Elmer Leonard. Oh, wow. That's a mouthful. So John John (laughs) Elmer Leonard, the first time. So I I used to work at a print shop in Detroit and Elmore Leonard, the author, used to come in. Oh, wow. And so I didn't know until I met him because he asked me because I had a little business card and he said, what's your EL for? And I said, Elmer Leonard. And he was like, I'm Elmore Leonard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Did you guys high five? We did because his middle name is John. So then that was our point of talking through the whole thing. Wow, that's wow. another glitch. Another glitch. Kind of. He would give me unprinted manuscripts of his books. Oh, that that's cool. I gave away and probably should have sold and kept because they're probably worth a lot of money. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. Well, thank you so much. As usual, we're probably going to have you back on again to talk about this. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of listener emails asking questions about dimensions and, and blipping and all that kind of stuff. So... <laughs> Thank you, per usual, for taking time out of your day. We really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. No problem. Yes. I can't. Be- I can't believe that Allie is going to eat all of the gifts that I sent to. Everybody. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my so god. famously, John John sent gifts to Erios, and but Erios is closed. So I was like, you can just send them to my house, and then I'll give them to everyone else. And I've kept them, and I've eaten so far a whole container of fudge sauce <laughs> and almost half half a, oh like a box of chocolate. So, well, thank you for sending well, them. It was a very, <laughs> it was yeah. really, it was really sweet of you to One think day that I wouldn't hoard <laughs> gifts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. Bye, John. Bye. Thank you Bye, so John. much. Thank you. Well, if you guys, I mean, this is all just crazy. This is a lot to process. If you have any 
thoughts about multiple dimensions or simulations. There's just, there's so much here. Um, Melissa, where can people reach us? You guys can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod. All right. Well, be careful not to blip out of this universe. I'm, I'm AJ Siegs. I'm Mel Stetz. I'm Emmy B. Cool. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 